$700,000 fine for hiring Americans. No, I'm not kidding. Coming up tonight, we're going to talk about that. A human chop shop. Now, this story is old, but new details, scary, grotesque details have just come out. We'll tell you about that. And more vets getting screwed by illegal aliens. Mm. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. <sighs> it has to be a Monday. It, <laughs> it just has to be a Monday. I had a great weekend, though. It wasn't bad. We didn't do too much. Hung around the house a lot. It was Miko's birthday. We tried to get to the dog park with her, but it rained in the evening every single day since Friday. So... We didn't make it, but you know, eh, to her, it's just another day. She's actually feeling a little under the weather today. So I don't know, we'll see. We feel bad for her anyway. Anyway, other than that, Miko's doing great. I'm doing great. Everybody else is doing great. And NordVPN is doing great too. Folks, in this digital age we live in, you really have very little choice but to protect yourself when you're online, your privacy, your security, more important than ever. Just had a very harrowing experience with something exactly related to this scary stuff. I won't give any details, but uh, not nice. NordVPN, the perfect solution to protecting your internet activity. You can browse the web securely, privately, and you don't have to worry about hackers, snoopers. You know, even your own ISP, the folks who provide your internet service, they collect your data. They know what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Your own, you pay these people and they're spying on you. They have military-grade encryption that ensures your data is always safe and confidential. And with NordVPN, they protect your privacy. It also unlocks a world of online content. Uh, over 5,000 servers in 59 countries. You can access your favorite websites, your favorite shows, streaming services from anywhere in the world. What I think is one of the absolute best parts of this is that with your single NordVPN account, you can connect up to six devices. Yeah, so that'd cover you, your wife perhaps, and uh, what is going on with this mess? Okay, anyway, it'll protect you, it'll protect your, your spouse, uh, your kids, six devices on a single NordVPN account, and if you use the link in our show notes, look at this, 69% off and three months extra free. That is a deal. Santa is even happy about that. Look at that. <laughs> Up to 69% off, three months extra. Folks, seriously, and look, there's only nine hours, nine and a half hours left to this deal, so you better get moving on it. And seriously, the bottom the bottom line, like this person's service right here from the Tech of Tomorrow re reviewer on YouTube, when you're online, you don't have to worry about being secure or about your information getting out there. If you have a VPN, you know you need one, you put it off, you've been lucky, you haven't been hacked, 
Your information perhaps is safe, maybe not. You never know. An hour from now, all that could change. Those hackers and snoopers are out there and they are looking for you. NordVPN makes it simple. Even if you're not tech savvy, doesn't matter. Load up the app, push one button, you are connected and you are protected. NordVPN with this fantastic deal. Check out the link in our show notes. Go get yourself a VPN. Get signed up with Nord today. Protect yourself, protect yourself, protect yourself. I'm telling you, you have no idea how many people are out there just looking, looking to steal your information and then use it for God knows what. Right. Hey, we, by the way, we have some new emojis. I put some new show special emojis. They're in the live chat now. You can see them in there. There's our logo. There's a MAGA hat, little uh, icony guy. There's Pepe Frog and uh, our logo with a U.S. flag in the middle of it. Nice job. All right. Hey, get this. Biden's DOJ. You know, I don't even know why they call it Biden's DOJ, because you know he ain't running things. The man is just too freaking stupid. His brains have just gone completely to mush. You saw more footage of him over the weekend trying to navigate, getting around a stage, looking like a lost puppy. Not a puppy, because puppies are cute, but looking like a lost idiot. Anyway, Biden's DOJ has fined a Tennessee Christian trucking company $700,000 because they're requiring workers to disclose their legal status. Now, the last time I checked, other than a few special circumstances, if you are illegally in the country, you don't have a work permit, you're not supposed to be working. So for a company to say, if you want to work here, you need to prove that you are legally here, right? You'd think so. Covenant is the company, and the Justice Department just slapped a whopping $700,000 fine on Covenant Transport, Inc., and the Affiliated Transport Management Services, LLC, both stellar examples of Tennessee's rather robust transportation sector. The recent decision by the Department of Justice to impose this fine on Covenant Transport, which is a Christian trucking company based in Chattanooga, raises significant concerns about the overreach of federal power, you think? disregard for the realities faced by businesses in regulating their workplace. Under the Biden regime, this DOJ claims this measure is to resolve alleged violations of the anti-discrimination provision of the Immigration and Nationality Act. The department accuses Covenant of discriminating against non-U.S. citizens by requiring special documentation to confirm their legal status to work in the U.S. Even just reading the words, this makes zero sense. You require my company to only hire people who are legally allowed to work in the United States. When I 
ask for that proof, you find me almost three quarters of a million dollars. This is nuts. There's the DOJ press release, how to join the secret boycott, crushing woke companies. <coughs> it's incredible. According to Gitz Law Group, under the Immigration Reform and Control Act, it's illegal for employers to knowingly employ undocumented workers. <coughs> there you go. When employees are hired, their employer is required to ask for these documents. You must show them with your identity and authorization to work in the U.S. And the documents must have a, quote, reasonably appearance to be genuine. And when this company tried to do it, the DOJ's action against the Christian Trucking Company is simply to penalize them for undertaking due diligence in ensuring its workforce complies with legal standards. This is punitive. That's all this is. Company trying to maintain a legal business, do things by the book, and you're going to fine them. Covenant Trucking Company from Chattanooga. <laughs> They're just going to keep on doing it. They're just going to keep on doing it. When will they stop? When somebody draws a line and says, that's it, no more. This is insane. Again, police state much? Thank God we don't live in New Zealand. <laughs> Although, I'm starting to wonder. You heard about the whistleblower down there with all the COVID-19 Ministry of Health data? He's been arrested. Talk about a police state. New Zealand is the epitome. They fit every criteria. Like I said, be glad you're not living there. As awful as things are getting here in the U.S., it is worse. It's worse elsewhere. This data, I keep wondering, what is the data that they're trying so hard to keep from you and me seeing? This week, an interview with the Ministry of Health employee under the pseudonym Winston Smith, Winston, 1984 much, Leaked data to former journalist, recent political candidate Liz Gunn, a data set of 4 million vaccination records, briefly available for download and scrutiny from vaccine critic Steve Kirsch's site. Many of you no doubt heard the hour-long interview by Liz Gunn. Kirsch independently promised his readers that international statistics experts would be publishing an analysis of the data shortly. We've yet to see that. But there is an interview here. You can check it out. There's a transcript of the interview. So the government feels we should all be reassured by unnamed experts who say, there's nothing to see here, nothing to talk about. 
you'll know there's a lot of evidence published in reputable journals, including the, from New Zealand, indicating vaccine harm, and in many cases, death. Consistently, they've called for the release of data comparing health outcomes of vaccinated and unvaccinated people. Access consistently denied by the previous government. And now the incoming government is simply telling you to look the other way. This data needs to get out there. It is out there. It is available. It is being analyzed. And trust me, when we get this analysis of what this New Zealand data leak is all about, we will be one of the first to bring it to you, I promise. We are not letting this story go. These police state commie bastards in New Zealand. Hey, New Zealand is an absolutely beautiful country. The nature there, the landscapes, unbelievable. There's some very, very, gr I've got friends in New Zealand and they love it. But the government, Nazi, communist, police state, morons. You need to fight back, New Zealand. This new incoming government is no different, sadly. All right, this story broke quite a while ago, actually, but there are new details. This is about a chop shop in Phoenix, Arizona. But, you know, normally a chop shop is where they take stolen cars, cut them up into parts, sell the parts. This is a human chop shop. Seriously. The FBI has now shown a light on shut down human chop shop in Phoenix. This is scary. Several years have passed since the Biological Resource Center shut its doors, but new court documents just filed contain the details of the hidden horrors investigators found when they went into this human chop shop. FBI Assistant Special Agent Mark Siner Testimony, he says he observed buckets of heads, arms, and legs. It's tough to read. Inside the building off 24th and University Drive. He saw also a cooler filled with male genitalia, body parts piled on top of each other, other with no apparent identification to indicate what bodies they came from. Even a torso with the head removed and replaced with a similar head sewn together. Kind of a Frankenstein thing. They raided, the FBI raided this Phoenix-based body shop back in 2014, alleging the company was selling parts of bodies that families had donated for medical research, or so they thought. Eight families said they donated the bodies of their loved ones to the facility for medical research and now are suing the company 
and its owner, Stephen Gore, perfect name, for mishandling the corpses, failing to meet the promise they made in their consent form. This is insane. I think there's an ad before this video runs, so we might just... Yeah, never mind. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll save that for later. Anyway, check out the link. It's in our show notes. It's scary. It's happened. These details, and this is an old story, two, three years old or more. But these details just now came out about exactly what they found in this human chop shop. People are sick, folks. People are sick. The world we live in. Honest to God, that giant asteroid can't get here fast enough. I'm starting to believe that, actually. I know I'm being funny. But I'm seriously starting to believe that. Just wipe it all out and start again, because this ain't working. When I saw this headline, see if you did the same thing. What's the first thing that comes to mind? If you're old enough and you're woke enough, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you see this headline? Three commercial ships hit by missiles in Houthi attack in the Red Sea. U.S. warship downs three drones. Gulf of Tonkin, anyone? Look, I, I know, I know, but hey, it happened. Ballistic missiles fired by Yemen's Houthi rebels struck three commercial ships Sunday in the Red Sea. U.S. warships shot down three drones in self-defense during the hour-long assault. The Iranian-backed Houthis claimed two of the attacks. Escalation of maritime attacks in the Middle East linked to the Israel-Hamas war. Multiple vessels found themselves in the crosshairs of a single Houthi attack for the first time in the conflict. The U.S. has vowed to, quote, consider all appropriate responses, end quote, in the wake of the attack, specifically calling out Iran after tensions have been high for years now over Tehran's rapidly advancing nuclear program. If these psychotic bastards get their hands on a nuclear weapon, we're done. U.S. Military Central Command said in a statement, these attacks represent a direct threat to international commerce and maritime security. They've jeopardized the lives of international crews representing multiple countries around the world. And they're just going to keep doing it because they're not afraid of us with that dirtbag snowball brain moron in the White House. Who's afraid of us? Nobody. What used to be the most feared, powerful military force on the planet is now an understaffed laughingstock, thanks to that moron. F.J.B. Proud of that? 
It's embarrassing. It really is. All right. As you have no doubt heard, one of the things these climate scam people are trying to push is culling herds of cows, livestock, trying to get you and me to cut down on our beef consumption, which, of course, you know how we feel about that. <clears throat> Ain't going to happen. Try it. Whether it's from digital IDs and central bank digital currency not allowing you to buy certain things, shutting you off when you've reached your limit. In the EU, again, it's an EU story, but what happens there will be flying over here just like that. You blink, it's a U.S. thing. Brazilian beef, this is classic, Brazilian beef imports into the EU are up 27% in 2023, this year. What happened was they've knocked off all the local beef. They've made farmers stop producing, cull their herds in some cases. The public, however, says, we want our beef. Where's the beef? Remember that commercial? And so they're going to get their beef no matter what. What are they doing? Importing it from Brazil. Imports of Brazilian beef to the EU have increased 27%. Chinese ban on Brazilian beef imports the beginning of 2023 meant Brazil targeted the European market to help fill in the gap. Between January and May, Brazil exported 24,000 tons of fresh beef to the EU market. Wow! The Netherlands was the largest market for chilled Brazilian beef imports. Then Spain. Italy, the highest for frozen imports, according, uh, uh, oh, accounting for 57% of the total Brazilian beef imports. This is what happens when you try and take something away from people they don't want you touching. They don't want you taking away. Do not touch our beef. And if you won't give it to us locally, we'll import it from somewhere else. <laughs> this is the biggest F you to these climate control moron psychopaths there could be. They just say, nope, ain't gonna happen. <laughs> Frightening. Are you a veteran? If you are, be prepared to be pissed off because this next story is a head shaker by a lot. It's from a great uh, account over on X. It's called I Meme, Therefore I Am. But they don't only just post some great memes. They also post some rather interesting information. If this doesn't make your blood boil, I don't know what will. Under Biden, the Department of Veterans Affairs, listen to this, processed 
1,000 medical and dental claims for illegals in 2022 and delayed claims for U.S. veterans, many of whom were in urgent need of care. This is a little long, but it's well worth your time. Give a listen. Veterans are now calling out the VA's role in processing medical care for illegals. Yes, you heard that right. While those who fought to protect us wait to be treated. Concerned Veterans for America is one organization calling on lawmakers to investigate. Air Force veteran Darren Selnick is one of its senior advisors. He joins us now. Darren, nobody knows VA and VA healthcare better than you. This story's on foxnews.com right now. Break down what's happening. Is it really the case that when someone come, comes across the border illegally, in some way they're using the VA to get healthcare services? Hey, Pete, thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, it's happening. And I gotta tell you, when I found out about this a few weeks ago, it made me mad. And everyone I've talked to is a veteran, it makes them mad. VA's mission is to serve veterans. It is not to help ICE and the Border Patrol, which we have the documents which are on, the, on their websites and from a memo. It's not to help them go ahead and process medical claims and pay medical claims and make it easy for the uh, unauthorized migrants to get health care and dental care. So what is happening is, and look, uh, as someone who's a former senior advisor in the Trump administration um, at the VA and an advisor at the White House, I would have stopped this. We would have stopped this because it's not right. The mission of the VA is to serve veterans, not to serve unauthorized migrants. There you go. So if you are an illegal alien in this country, got your medical care, got your dental care, but if you served this country and you are a U.S. veteran, you're screwed. That's how much this administration thinks about you and your service to our country. Unbelievable. Australia's fighting back. We're going to talk about that coming up in just a bit. Right now, though, I want to welcome back one of our great sponsors, and that would be Blackout Coffee. Folks, if you're tired of the same old liberal-flavored coffee brands, Blackout Coffee is the way to go. We love Blackout Coffee around here. I personally recommend it. I've got probably four, five, six, seven cups a day. This coffee company is 100% committed to two things, conservative values, which is important, but also making a great coffee. From sourcing the beans to local co-ops and American farmers to the roasting process, customer support, uh, support, shipping, Blackout Coffee has an amazing work ethic. From sourcing the beans, all the way to shipping it right to your door. <clears throat> they are dedicated to you and this country. Zero compromise on taste or quality. Do me a favor, check out Blackout Coffee. The link is in our show notes and you will get coffee with some values and coffee that is just absolutely amazing. Uh, ditch the other guys. Blackout Coffee remains true to our conservative values, true to this country and makes a damn good cup of coffee. Hard work, family, 
honesty, integrity. That's what this company is all about in addition to making this amazing coffee. They have a small batch roasting process. That means when you place your order, 24 to 48 hours later, they will be roasting your beans and ship them out another few days to get to your door. And that's a bag of fresh roasted beans, which makes all the difference in the world. Always full body, full flavor, never bitter. Ditch the other guys. Go with blackout coffee. Also a great idea, idea by the way, for a Christmas gift. Check that out. Hmm? Imagine a coffee lover in your life who gets a fresh roasted bag of coffee beans. Flavored coffees, they also have those coffee pods. There's a link in our show notes. That will get you right to the site. And when you check out, use our promo code J20, J-A-Y-20, for 20% off your first order. 20% off your first order. That is a hell of a deal. Using the promo code J20, J-A-Y-20. There you go. Be awake, not woke. Get some coffee with values. Blackout coffee. I just absolutely cannot recommend this coffee enough. It's just that good. I have a cup here. I have a cup first thing in the morning. I have a few more cups during the day. It's just that good. I'm going to drink coffee anyway. Why not drink the absolute best you can find? And blackout coffee, in my opinion, best you're ever going to find. All right. You ready? Australians are fighting back. I share this because we can all take a lesson. Again, it's a post from X, and it's from Kate A., who is at SciKate108. Senator Mark Canavan on fire as he slams the Australian government for misinformation about the digital ID bill. Here we go. Do not believe a word they say. Oppose the digital ID, this expansion of government oversight, he says. We are a free country and we should remain that way. Information ...about its digital ID bill. Last week, uh, the minister in this place claimed that their bill had nothing to do with a digital identity, when in fact the bill is called, their own bill, is called the Digital ID Bill 2023. It's in the title. I think it might have something to do with digital ID. The Minister followed up on the weekend. Uh, Minister Kata Gallagher followed up on Twitter, uh, or X now, she said that digital ID is not compulsory. It's a voluntary, secure and convenient way for you to access online services safely without having your personal documents stored by third parties. Well, uh, she's failed again and has been now revealed of uh, spreading more information, more misinformation, because Community Notes, readers and X, have, uh, have put a note up that's been accepted by X saying that uh, the minister might, might be wrong here because labelling digital ID as voluntary can be misleading if it becomes implicit requirement for essential services. They're exactly right because while ever, whatever the government says about their bill being voluntary, I remember, do you remember when they said the vaccine would be voluntary? Indeed, some people today still claim that it was no one was ever made to get a vaccine. You didn't need to have a job. You didn't need to go and eat out. Uh, you could have just got the vaccine instead. It was your choice to get the vaccine. I remember. There you go. Oh, no, it's not compulsory. But if you don't have it, you can't work. You can't eat. Can't drive your car. Can't go grocery shopping. 
But it's not compulsory. We're not forcing you to do it. Same crap. Same crap is happening with this digital ID. Now, again, this is Australia, not America. But these are the kind of arguments we need to prepare when they try and force this crap down our throats. And trust me, it's coming sooner than you think. You really got to be prepared for this. And you got to be prepared to fight back against it with everything you got. Once they get that control over your life, you are screwed, my friends. Big time. I, our book is coming up. We're going to do that in just a bit. However, we always end with one little, one little piece of good news or something like that. And I think I found it. Hang on a quick second. I just got to take a look. Okay. It's wintertime. It's cold, although I've seen some of my friends posting who live uh, back in my home state in Connecticut that it was actually somewhere like 70 in the last day or two. I, pfft, wow, it's almost mid-December and it's 70? Not bad, huh? Well, obviously the very cold, bitter winter is coming. It may already be where you are. This is brilliant. It's not very long. It's a little short piece of video. But have you ever seen a bubble freeze? They do, you know. This is fascinating. This whole clip's only 19 seconds long. But check this out. Watch this. Look at that. insanely beautiful that's worth seeing again let's play it again this is amazing look at how the crystals form on the outside they're not all the same either that's incredible absolutely unbelievable I hope you enjoyed that I did like I said, I always like to bring you just one last little piece of wonder or funny or whatever. And uh, wow, I saw that and thought, yeah, I definitely have to share it. How many people get a chance to see a big bubble freezing in the, uh, in the winter weather? Okay, you ready? I'm ready. It's uh, Treasure Island, uh, Robert Louis Stevenson's book, which was uh, first published. When was it first published? I've got that note here somewhere. Uh, oh, 1883. Wow. Originally called The Sea Cook, a story for boys. And uh, yeah, it's an incredible book. We have loved reading it so far. They found a treasure map. And that's where we will pick up our book tonight. It is Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island. Over on the back... The same hand had written this further information. Tall tree, spyglass shoulder, bearing a point to the north of north-northeast. Skeleton island, south, east, southeast, and by east. Ten feet. The bar silver is in the north cache. You can find it by the trend of the cast hummock. 
ten fathoms south of the black crag with the face on it. The arms are easy found in the sand hill. North point of north inlet cape bearing east and a quarter north. J.F. That was all, but brief as it was, and to me incomprehensible, it filled the squire and Dr. Livesey with delight. Livesey, said the squire, you'll give up this wretched practice at once. Tomorrow, I start for Bristol. In three weeks' time, three weeks, two weeks, ten days, we'll have the best ship, sir, and the choicest crew in England. Hawkins shall come by as cabin boy. You'll make a fabulous cabin boy. You, Livesey, are ship's doctor. I am admiral. We'll take Jedruth, Joyce, Hunter. We'll have favorable winds, a quick passage, and not the least difficulty in finding the spot. And money to eat to roll in, to play duck and drake with ever after. Trelawney, said the doctor, I'll go with you. I'll go bail for it. So will Jim, and be a credit to the undertaking. There's only one man I'm afraid of. And who's that? cried the squire. Name the dog, sir. You, replied the doctor, for you cannot hold your tongue. We're not the only men who know of this paper. These fellows who attacked the inn tonight, bold, desperate blades for sure, and the rest who stayed aboard that Luger and more, I dare say not far off, one and all, through thick and thin, bound that they'll get that money. <coughs> we must none of us go alone till we get to sea. Jim and I shall stick together in the meanwhile. You'll take Joyce and Hunter when you ride to Bristol, and from first to last... Not one of us must breathe a word of what we've found. Livesey, returned the squire, you are always in the right of it. I'll be as silent as the grave. Part Two, The Sea Cook Chapter Seven, I Go to Bristol it was longer than the squire imagined ere we were ready for sea, and none of our first plans, not even Dr. Livesey, of keeping me beside him could be carried out as we intended. The doctor had to go to London for a physician to take charge of his practice. The squire was hard at work at Bristol, and I lived on at the hall, under the charge of old Redruth, the gamekeeper, almost a prisoner, but full of sea dreams, and the most charming anticipation of strange islands and adventures. I brooded by the hour together over the map, all the details of which I well remembered. Sitting by the fire in the housekeeper's room, I approached that island in my fancy from every possible direction. I explored every acre of its surface. I climbed a thousand times to that tall hill called the Spyglass, and from the top enjoyed the most wonderful, changing prospects. Sometimes the isle was thick with savages with whom we fought, sometimes full of dangerous animals that hunted us, but in all my fancies, 
nothing occurred to me so strange and tragic as our actual adventures. So weeks passed on till one fine day there came a letter addressed to Dr. Livesey with this addition to be opened in the case of his absence by Tom Redruth and Young Hawkins. Obeying this order we found, or rather I found, for the gamekeeper was a poor hand at reading anything but print, the following important news. Old Anchor Inn, Bristol, March 1st, 17... Dear Livesey, as I do not know whether you are at the hall or still in London, I send this in double to both places. The ship is bought and fitted. She lies at anchor ready for sea. You never imagined a sweeter schooner. A child might sail her. Two hundred tons, named Hispaniola. I got her through an old friend, Blandy, who's proved himself throughout the most surprising trump. The admirable fellow literally slaved in my interest, and so I may say did everyone in Bristol. As soon as they got wind of the port we sailed for, treasure, I mean. Redruth, said I, interrupting the letter, Dr. Livesey will not like that. The squire has been talking after all. Well, who's a better right? growled the gamekeeper. Pretty rum go if Squire ain't to talk for Dr. Livesey, I should think. All that I gave up, any attempt at commentary, and read straight on. Blandly himself found the Hispaniola. By the most admirable management, got her for the merriest trifle. As a class of men in Bristol monstrously prejudiced against Blandly, they go the length of declaring that his honest creature would do anything for money, but that the Hispaniola belonged to him, and that he sold it to me absurdly high, the most transparent calumnies. None of them dare, however, to deny the merits of the ship. So far, that was not a hitch. Work people, to be sure, riggers, what not, were most annoyingly slow, but time cured that. It was the crew that troubled me. I wished a round score of men, case of natives, buccaneers, or the odious French. I had the worry of the deuce itself to find so much as half a dozen, till the most remarkable stroke of fortune brought me the very man I required. I was standing on the dock when, by the merest accident, I fell in talk with him, found he was an old sailor, kept a public house, knew all the seafaring men in Bristol had lost his health ashore, wanted a good berth as cook to get to sea again. He'd hobbled down there that morning, he said, to get a smell of salt. I was monstrously touched. So would you have been, and out of pure pity, I engaged him on the spot to be the ship's cook. Long John Silver, he's called. He's lost a leg. But I regarded that as a recommendation, since he lost it in his country's service, 
under the immortal hawk. He has no pension. Livesey, imagine the abominable age we live in. Well, sir, I thought I'd found only a cook, but it was a crew I had discovered. Between Silver and myself, we got together in a few days a company of the toughest old salts imaginable. Not pretty to look at, but fellows by their faces of the most indomitable spirit. I declared we could fight a frigate. Long John even got rid of two out of the six or seven I'd already engaged. He showed me in a moment they were just the sort of freshwater swabs we had to fear in the venture of importance. I am in the most magnificent health and spirits, eating like a bull, sleeping like a tree, and yet I shall not enjoy a moment till I hear my old tarpaulins tramping around the capstan. Seaward ho! Hang the treasure. It's the glory of the sea that's turned my head. So now, Livesey, come post. Do not lose an hour if you respect me. Let young Hawkins go at once to see his mother with Red Ruth for a guard, and then both come at full speed to Bristol. John Trelawney. P.S. I didn't tell you that Blandley, who, by the way, is to send a consort after us if we don't turn up by the end of August, had found an admirable fellow for sailing master, a stiff man which I regret, but in all other aspects, a treasure Long John Silver unearthed, a very competent man for a mate, a man named Arrow. I have a boatswain who pipes, livesy, so things shall go man-o'-war fashion on board the good ship Hispaniola. Oh, I forgot to tell you that Silver is a man of substance. I know of my own knowledge he has a banker's account, which has never been overdrawn. He leaves his wife to manage the inn, and as she's a woman of color, a pair of old bachelors like you and I may be excused for guessing that it's his wife, quite as much as the health that sends him back to roving. Uh, P.P.S. Hawkins may stay one night with his mother. J.T. Well, you can fancy the excitement into which that letter put me. And we'll find out exactly what that excitement is coming up on tomorrow's show as we continue with Treasure Island. Cool beans. All right, thanks so much, folks. Don't forget to hit that follow button. If you have a free Rumble account, just sign up. It's free. costs you nothing. And then follow the show. You can join our live chat, put comments, use our new emojis, have yourself a good time, and it really does help show out a lot. doesn't cost you a dime and really does help. Thank you so much for hitting that follow button. Really appreciate it. Also, don't forget all our great sponsors, NordVPN, Blackout Coffee, some great deals for the holidays. Great for gift giving too. Check that out. And I will see you all again tomorrow.